Welcome, all you blokes and chillers, to the Sport Shack from the Gold Coast, Australia. In the Sport Shack this week, we're going to talk about some of the sporting topics of the week and go back in time and some of our favourite sporting memories from the past as well as the news and events, music and film, and lots more. And all from and with our great mate, Paul Tonner. We acknowledge the Ugambe people, past and present, the traditional custodians of this land, of the Gold Coast, we thank the Yogambe people for the opportunities to do this podcast on their land. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of the Sports Shack. I hope you are well and I've had a great sporting week. Uh, Hi Glenn. Hi boy. Yep. Last episode of the year. Yeah. Yeah, what a year it's been. <laughs> Good days and bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So how's your sporting week been? Um. Oh, frustrating. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, I was really peeved off the other day when I turned on the telly to watch the start of the second test, yeah. and Pat Cummins isn't playing. Yeah. And I go, oh God, don't tell me he's injured. I knew they shouldn't have picked a fast bowler as captain. Yeah. Yeah, and it was because he, uh, he had a COVID scare. He was at uh-huh. a restaurant the night before and he shook the hand of a guy that was sitting near his table yeah. and this guy was um, COVID positive, they yeah. found out yeah. the next day. So this is like, you know, just before the test is about to start in the last two hours. Before yeah. The, and uh, no, he's not allowed to play. So Steve Smith, after all uh, the drama and the sandpaper gate, came back to uh, he's come back to captain the side yeah. in this test match. But uh, oh yeah, the world's gone mad, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely mad. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> it yeah. seems now we're all getting punished for being vaccinated. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, it's it. Christmas next week, so yeah, next weekend. Yep, and you're flying off to Sydney. Flying off to Sydney on Thursday. Yeah. Mhm. Going up, staying early up flight around the Blue Mountains. Yeah, staying in uh, a place called the Carrington. Yeah. It's a really old hotel. Goes oh, yeah. back, you know, back to the 1800s. Yeah. And uh, stayed there two years ago. A lot of history there. Yeah. Yeah, just the. Uh, the architecture and, uh, yeah. you know, and the artwork inside the place is spectacular. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, when I was there two years ago, <laughs> it was right in the middle of uh, the worst bushfires we've ever had, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you couldn't see the sky. It was smoke. You had to wear a mask everywhere. And, and then, what do you know? COVID hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a lot's happened in two years. COVID COVID Anyway, we've had enough of COVID. I've put that down as one of my big losers of the year. Is that that a slap of the year, is it? Oh, big slap. And an uppercut. (laughs) 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 Quadruple slap. (laughs) Yeah. And just the way it's, you know, stuffed up the... The football season and uh, international sport and, uh, yeah, and now we're seeing it 
now when I don't think it should be happening. You know, I think most of the population are vaccinated. Yeah. Let's just get on with life. That's it. You know, mm. they, they keep on saying, oh, we've got to learn to live with it. But then they mm. turn around and go, oh, no, yeah. we're bringing in the restrictions. And sort of. That's right. Yeah. Mm. It still annoys me that they allowed schoolies to happen. Oh, yeah. But I'm quite surprised that they didn't have big cases. Yeah. Coming after that. Yeah, money, 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 mate. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now I have concern on whether they'll cancel the bloody fireworks in New Year's Eve. Yeah, I think they did last year, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, actually, I think they had it. They just didn't have the crowds no, from memory. No. Yeah. The one in Sydney. I mean, in surface. Mm. Oh, in surface. Yeah, yeah they cancelled that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, because I was, I was talking to Sammy and say, oh, one year I'd like to go down to Tweed Heads, watch the fireworks there, then drive back up to the Gulf to the surface and watch the fireworks there because there's, yeah. there's an hour difference. But yeah, that's right. Them, so. mm. That's a good good idea. Yeah. Haven't thought about that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, what are your uh, winners of the week or winners of the year? Winners of the year. Or should we do losers first? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, we've been <laughs> narking on about COVID. Yeah. Well, the Queensland government. Yep. The Absolutely. Then you. Then you. Health, health, the new chief health minister. <laughs> he gets a double slap for being the probably the biggest knob in Australia. Yep. Um, Even more than uh, the deputy premier. What's his name? Well, Stephen Miles. Yeah, but, but the, the 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 new health, the new health chief medical officer. He comes in first time the job. You got to get the job or you. You'll end up serious in hospital and die. Oh, yeah, thanks, Scoop. I, I've, I thought, <laughs> what a knob to be a health yeah. chief minister, just to say that. Yeah. Like, like, where's your, Crazy. Where's your evidence mm. that it would happen? Like, I'm pretty sure that if I didn't have the shots, I wouldn't get it because I reckon I have the best immune Interesting medicine growing up yeah. in the country, having horse and cow shit fights yeah. at each other and getting your face rubbed in and picking up all the germs. <laughs> I reckon that built up a pretty good, good immunity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Good stuff. Yeah, so there should be, I reckon in school, they should bring in the old cow pet fight. Yeah, a sport, so you get a good dose. Of well, that's what they encourage your kids to do: is yeah. play around in the dirt, don't they? Yeah, you know, and get yeah. germs and yeah. build up an immunity. Well, that, that, yeah, yeah, that's right. But yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know any winners this week. I accept me. I'll nominate myself. Yeah, because you can see the changes I've made. The, oh, it's brilliant! Studio, what you've done the studio here. There's still a bit more to come. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm getting there. So I'm pretty proud of myself. Uh, oh. and it's coming um, along next, along well, because next year I'm going to be developing starting 
a podcast that's dedicated to local unsigned bands. Oh, brilliant that, idea. That they can come in. Yeah. And um, we can talk about their music. Yep. We can play one of their songs mm. and, and get to know why they got into the music, why they got into that style. And, mm. And just to try and help the music industry, which has been absolutely yeah. devastated mm-hmm. by um, by COVID, yep. to try and get back up, but also maybe down the track, mm. starting my own music platform. Oh that, yeah, I remember you mentioned something about this early, yeah, early in the year. Yeah, that's, that's a great idea. That's not going to rip off mm. the music that. People that play the music, yep, you know, like some other platforms. Mm. So yeah, there's a oh, good on you to come on. But yeah, with the upgrades I'm doing in the studio, mm. it's all for <laughs> a, great, a greater benefit next year. Well, it's come a long way, hasn't it? You yeah. know, because last year, yeah, when we were doing the, our earlier podcasts, the year before it was yeah, just yeah, recording into a little. Well, you were wheeling over your um, do, yeah, yeah, your little. Uh, what was it called? The setup that you have there? Yeah, the, 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 the Rhodes Pro, Procaster. Yeah. And yep. like, yeah. <laughs> now we've got this, like a big studio, so. Yeah. Yeah, well done. No, it's getting there. Yeah. Yeah. You're a very smart man. Yeah, yeah so people could be saying. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Great job. Yeah. No, I look forward to hearing all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been speaking to some people that that are in the music industry here on the Gold Coast, and they reckon it's a great idea. Mm, I think it is too. Because listening to um, listening to ninety four point one on Tuesday night when Stewie does the local gig, yeah, there's just some great music out yeah. there. You never know; you could be interviewing someone. Know, that might be unheard of now, yeah. but they could be a superstar what, what, in the next five, ten years. Yeah. You never know. But, but, but and they may even get discovered on mm. the on on the podcast. Yeah, because even though the, the local gig is great and Stu plays the songs and he's got a bit of a bio, it, it'd just be when I'm listening to to mm. that. I would just like to, well, I'd like to know more. Mm. Like, we've got some artists on the Gold Coast, their influences from the 70s. And even even one band last week, their style was from the 1920s. Jeez. And they're only in their early 20s. Yeah, But gosh. their style of music is from the, the 1920s. And I'd like... That's amazing. That, that's what I'd like to find out. How did you get to pick? Yeah. Pick that because a lot of the stuff that is played on most radio stations is just so generic. Yeah. They're just performed by different people. And yeah. Di- you know, it's slightly different song, but you, yeah. you know. Well, put it this way. If we did a look back on 2021, right? Yeah. Then... When we talk about all these years from the past, and we'll do it again today because yeah. we're talking about the year 1979, yeah. I could have gone on all day 
about songs from that year. Yeah. And so could you have probably. Yeah. You think of a song <laughs> on the charts. Today. That, uh, sort of. Like some of your favourite songs from this year. Yeah. You know how many I know? Zip. Yeah. <laughs> Zip. Yeah. yeah. But 94.1, even though it's community-based, it, it does have... Mainly old, yeah, not older music, like mm. the music that we grew up with, and but they also put in some modern stuff. But it's, yeah, it's it, w- it will fit in with with it that you know what they play, yeah, the genre they play, mm. yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Any other winners and losers? I <laughs> uh, just. Just the um, yeah, the what I mentioned before the Queensland government. And, yeah, you know, it's about we spoke before we started about um, coming clean a bit better. Yeah, uh, and just be a bit honest, eh? And like mm. you said, we're being punished. Yeah, for doing the right thing. Exactly, and that's just wrong. You know, yeah. Pat Cummins getting punished for doing the right thing. Yeah. Just minding his own business. Yeah. Yeah. Someone shakes his hand, warm, warm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think none, none of those um, spectators at the uh, or the players at, at the Adelaide Oval, yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't be allowed in there if they haven't been vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. But also... Look, that's the rule here in Queensland, isn't it? Yeah. They can't go in the sporting stadiums. Yeah. They can't go in the cafes. They can't go into restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I was going to say, I forgot. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, no, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> nah, that's all right. Yeah. Well, I'll give you some of my losers. Um, Aussie golfers. Yeah. yeah, just uh, didn't shape up in the majors this year. That was disappointing. And just all the rugby league scandals, yeah, especially with the Melbourne Storm. And, yeah, during the week, oh, boy, what a big bombshell that was with uh, former player Brett Finch. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah, well, he um, you know, he, he played um, for New South Wales, spent some time with oh, several clubs, really, <laughs> Canberra and Parramatta and the Roosters and uh, finished up with the Storm. Like when the Storm won the premiership when they beat Parramatta in 2009, he started playing, he was playing the season. He yeah. played half the season for Parramatta and Parramatta got rid of him. <laughs> and then, yeah, he went off to the Storm and was in their team in the grand uh, final. But, yeah. yeah, he's been arrested for, um, yeah, child pornography. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also did one thing this week, another mm. change this week. Mm-hmm. I changed the Optus. Yeah. Because the power went out, I think it was, when was it? Wednesday morning. Mm. And the NBN went out. I thought, that's it. Yeah. I'm I know going, what it's like, I'm, mate. I'm, I'm going to go to Optus and get one of the <laughs> yep. modems that's got a backup. <laughs> I am. Over this, <laughs> oh no, yeah. The same thing happened to me about four or five years ago. I just got so fed up with Telstra with MBN that yeah, I ended up just going and getting a cheap Optus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
I just thought, yeah, we're supposed to have this great national broadband. Yeah. One, one, one slight blackout in the suburb next door. Yeah. And it wipes out everyone's NBN for mm. half a day or whatever. So. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, another big loser is Everton <laughs> yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah, so I'll give the NBN a slap. <laughs> yep. Give, Ever- give Everton a big slap. Yeah. yeah, so the thing is, I won't wear their jersey that I've got there at home yeah. that I normally wear with pride. I won't wear it until they win- actually win a game. <laughs> so, oh, jeez, they, they're just being shocking. Absolutely what, shocking. What you should do is post it back to their club yep. with, with stamps, which will cover the, cover the transport to bring it back. Yeah. So send it back to them and say, you can send this back to me when you win something. Yeah. Well, it's getting cobwebs on it at the moment. Yeah. Another loser, Paul's Love Life. Oh. <laughs> and the Euro 20 final. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just the racism that followed. Yeah. With, um, yeah, when Italy beat England in the penalties. And, yeah. yeah, just the way a lot of the English supporters carried on and yeah. blamed, you know, the players for the colour of their skin for yeah. losing the game. That was just shocking, yeah. absolutely shocking. And just all the chaotic scenes that followed. And yeah. Europe in the Ryder Cup, oh, gosh, got absolutely flogged by America, 19 to 9. <laughs> and Ben Simmons in the NBA, yeah, he... He wouldn't play for Australia at the Olympics and yeah. he's had all dramas over there yeah. in America. Yeah. So let's go on to the positive side now. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. My winners of 2021. Yeah. So Dylan Alcott, our wheelchair tennis player. Yeah, what a... Oh. The Golden Slam. So he won all the majors, all the Grand Slams, plus the Olympic gold. Yeah. He's retiring after the Australian Open. Oh, yeah. What a champion. Yeah. And Spanish golfer, John Rahm. Yeah, so he, uh, we mentioned it in one of the earlier episodes, he, he was leading a big tournament in America. Like it was a big lead-up tournament to the US Open. And he had the whole Tournament one, you know, he was just, it was just about. I think he was like on the last hole, so he's just about to win this massive payday, and then officials come out and say, "No, you've tested positive to COVID." <laughs> yeah, and you've got to go and isolate. So yeah, he didn't get to win the tournament because he had to go isolate straight away. So he would have so, won so, millions. So that was a slap oh. for the umpires. Yep. The officials. Yeah. But John Rahm, about two weeks later, he comes out and wins the US Open. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's, he, he told the – that was a great way to tell the officials where the go. Yeah. And our Aussie Ash Barty winning Wimbledon. First Aussie woman in 41 years to win the women's singles title at Wimbledon. And Emma, oh, I forget her last name, Radha Vanok, the British 18-year-old, first unseeded 
tennis player to win a uh, gr- uh, Grand Slam. She won the US Open. That was incredible. She, she had to qualify. Uh, yeah, actually, she was the first, I think the first ever uh, tennis player who qualified, who won a Grand Slam. Uh, so that was an incredible achievement. And our Aussie men's 2020 win. Yeah, about a month ago. What a great moment that was. And that just came out of the blue because they couldn't beat time with a stick yeah. before then. Yeah. And the Melbourne Demons in the AFL. Gosh, that was a great win by them. Yeah, they uh, were up the top of the table for the whole year and you sort of just kept waiting for them to fall off their perch and crash and burn yeah. and not. They just kept going and going yeah. and... Absolutely smashed. Yeah. Um, who was it? They played oh, in the grand final. I think it might have been Port Adelaide from memory. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh, Tokyo Olympics. Yeah, and the, yeah, the organisers, how they managed to pull that off. Yeah. That was a brilliant achievement. <laughs> and, yeah, Aussie gold at the Olympics. Great to see us winning again. 17 gold medals, equaling our best ever effort. And our Aussie basketballer, Paddy Mills, yeah. and the Boomers getting a bronze medal. Yeah. And just the way they carried themselves. Yeah. You know, Paddy Mills, just a, you won't get a better role model than that. And Max Verstappen winning the Formula One championship last weekend. Yeah. Because uh, Lewis Hamilton's pretty much made that his, his own, hasn't he, yeah. in recent years. So yeah. that was a great performance by the Dutchman. And Penrith winning the NRL. Yeah, but the performance of uh, some of their players afterwards, that can go in the losers category. <laughs> <laughs> and a slap. So it's one of these. Yep. Yeah. And New South Wales in Origins 1 and 2, just how dominating they were and ruthless. uh, Unfortunately, yeah, the selectors stuffed things up for the third game. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, some of our our swimmers, Ariane Titmus and Emma McKeon winning. Yeah, she's won like seven Olympic gold medals now. Yeah. Yeah, so... No, that was great, especially our women swimmers, just brilliant performance, and especially in the relays, and yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's a big show to yeah, this yeah. today. I've got a hero of the, the year. Yeah. Valentino Rossi. Mm. For the outstanding, his outstanding career of nine titles. Yep. And a real gentleman of, mm. of GP motor racing. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the uh, the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So today we're gonna go way back again. We're gonna finish off the nineteen seventies. Yeah. And so we're we are going to talk about the year 1979. Don't, don't you wish we could actually go back there now? <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, we wouldn't be able to do that podcast. Yeah, yeah well, uh, 
That's right. You know, there, there wasn't. Um, yeah, you probably couldn't have. Yep. No, well, yeah. There was no mobile phones, nothing like that. Yeah, but you could actually set up a, a, um, a home-based AM radio station. Oh, yep. But you only had a, a range of a couple of kilometres or a couple of kilometres you could transmit to. Mm. Before, if you went further, then you would have to apply for a, a full radio commercial licence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, life was simple then, pretty much, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. That, that's what I would like to have is the simpleness of the of the nineteen seventies with mm. the technology of today. Yeah. I reckon that's a really good mix. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Imagine um going on a time machine from nineteen seventy nine to now. Yeah. And they'd just be shaking their head going, Wow yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it'd end up like this. Yeah. yeah, so what what memories do you have of 1979, Glenn? Yeah, well, 1979, I was last year at primary school. Yep. Before I went to the big bad West Fort High School, which was sort of like a prison. Yeah. It reminds me of the, new, of the Queensland government. Because <laughs> 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 the school was set up. That <coughs> it was multi-story. And most of it, and yeah. Look, and it had this veranda all around. It looked like a prison. Yep. Where the principals and teachers could walk above you and we're down the courtyard. And this is in the yeah. Sutherland Shire, was it? No, no this is up at Port Macquarie. Port Macquarie, right? Yeah. So you'd left Sutherland Shire then, and then yeah, moved up the Port Macquarie way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Any other uh, memories? Uh, yeah, like I mentioned before with him, yeah, cow, cow and horse manure fights and, yeah. get, <laughs> and getting thrown in the, um, <coughs> the dam fully clothed or, mm. or even in the hot horse trough or, <laughs> or something, something always happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I was, uh, how old was I? Eight. Yeah. I was going to Lura Public School, living in Lura there. Yeah. And... Yeah, there's just things that have, when I first first thought about it, oh, yeah, I can't remember much of 1979. But when I was doing a bit of research, I'm going, oh, yeah, I remember that, I remember that, I remember that. And you know what I do remember? S- remember Skylab? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember I um, was at school, and it would have been lunchtime, you know, we're in the playground, and we see Skylab flying above the school. Yeah. yeah, and it was um, flying west. Yeah, and it ended up crashing in uh, Esperance, near Esperance in Western Australia. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was a it was part of a space station. Yeah, yeah so it was like three stories high, apparently. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. So actually, I heard on a uh, podcast. Oh, I'm just trying to think. I think it was the BBC History one during the week. Yeah, there was uh, there was a radio station in San Francisco, and they held a ten thousand dollar competition for the first person who could f- 
go to their studio with a piece of uh, space junk from Skylab uh. and present it to them. Uh. And there was this guy, and his name was Stan, and he won it. Uh. He'd never been anywhere before this bloke, never been out of state, and he, uh. he hasn't been ever since. But he, uh, yeah, he organised his passport and all this, and he uh, flew <laughs> over to America, gave uh. them a bit of the... The Skylab junk, <laughs> and he won <laughs> ten grand. They uh, nick- nicknamed him Sky uh, Skylab Stan. Skylab Stan. Yeah, <laughs> uh. yeah, because it was p- some of the uh, from parts of Skylab had landed in their chicken coop. <laughs> yeah, because they had a farm. Uh. Yeah, outside Esperance, and uh. yeah, he flew over <laughs> there and yeah, gave them the. Uh, <laughs> It, what they found in the chicken coop, and they won the the ten grand. That was a lot of money back then. Oh, yeah, oh. Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure uh, the lotto began then. Yeah. yeah, 1979. And one thing I do remember is the 60 Minutes episode. So 60 Minutes, I think that that began in 1979, yeah. and the episode on Roy Masters and Western Suburbs. The rug, yeah, rugby league team. So, you know, they've merged with Balmain now and they're called the West Tigers. Mm. And just the way Roy Masters used to prepare Western Suburbs for their games there. Yeah. <laughs> he goes inside the – so they go inside the dressing room and he's, you know, he's getting this mentality because he's a school teacher, right, ex-school teacher. Mm. And, you know, since then he's been, you know, one of the – top sports journalists in, uh, in Australia. Uh, and he would get get this mentality into his players' heads, you know, oh, uh, we're, we're the fibros, you know. Yeah, when everyone tells us we're not good enough and we're scum and, you know, and they absolutely hated Manly because they were the silver tails. Uh, and I've spoken earlier in earlier episodes about the fibro-silver tails um, rivalry and... Yeah, so he'd get, you know, one way of firing his players up before they went on the field, he'd get them to get in pairs and they'd slap each other's faces. Uh. Yeah, and wrestle each other. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he was saying um, when he went to go coach St. George, he wasn't allowed to do that yeah, because St. George was this, you know, really successful club and... You know, they were more posh and, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he never, never won a premiership, but he was still a very good coach. Yeah. No, but also I remember uh, I had a horrible haircut. <laughs> Here's a photo album, Glenn. Yeah. There's me blowing candles out on my eighth, eighth birthday, 1979. And I've got a Star Wars top on. Yeah. Yeah. And there I am in my, in my Cubs uniform. Oh, I hated Cubs. I absolutely hated Cubs. Look look there. It looks like I've pissed my pants. <laughs> Before I go to Cubs. <laughs> and my first Holy Communion. Yep. <laughs> At St. Bonaventure's Church in Lura. Did your mum had one, of, had one of those hair magics? What's that? It was a comb with a blade inside of it. Yeah. And they would cut, cut your hair by, by pulling the, um, 
pulling the brush. Well, I think what mum used to do, she'd just put a bowl on top of my head and cut around it. <laughs> that was yeah. my haircut. Yeah, but, but this is sort of an, a, a um, yeah. This sort of just grabbed your hair and pulled it out. Mm. It was shocking. We used to scream. Oh, hell, that would have stung. We used to scream about. Yeah. About getting a haircut. But, mm. Oh, don't um, blame you. I remember playing soccer every Saturday for Katoomba United and travelling to Lithgow the play. We used to have blue and yellow jerseys, same colour as Parramatta. And I remember at school I used to get bullied for playing soccer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're not playing league, you're not uh, you're a wimp and uh, uh, and I remember going the Cumberland Oval, dad taking us down there. That was uh, Parramatta's home ground in those days. You know, because Cumberland Oval was just an absolute dump. Like, it was the biggest dump of a ground. It had these old wooden seats and you'd you'd get splinters up your backside and now they've got, you know, this mega boutique stadium. Yeah, state of the art. Uh, Our times have changed, eh? uh, And I remember seeing, uh, you know, the names of Arthur Beetson playing for Parramatta and Ray Price and Mick Cronin and, yeah, and World Series cricket, I remember, came to an end and the WSC and the ACB coming to a truce and Kerry Packer winning the war, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got the quiz now, last quiz of the year. So there's four questions this week relating to the year 1979. So I'll read out the questions first, then we'll do do the answers. Yeah, so question number one. What was the name of the horse that won the 1979 Melbourne Cup? The horse that won the 1979 Melbourne Cup. Question two. Who did Carlton defeat in the VFL Grand Final? Who did Carlton defeat in the VFL Grand Final? And third question, what was the name of the Argentine male tennis player who won the Australian Open? What was the name of the Argentine male tennis player who won the Australian Open? And question four, what was the name of the Aussie cricket legend who threw his aluminium bat away in disgust in the test match against England in Perth? So the name of the Aussie cricket legend who threw his aluminium bat away in disgust in a test match against England in Perth. Okay, let's get ready for the answers. Mm. <laughs> Question one. The answer is... Hyperno. Yeah, so I remember, uh, mm. I remember that race well. Because, yeah... yeah Even though the fav- Yeah, well, the, the favourite was a horse called Dulcify. Yeah. And... I remember I was going for that, and I think, you know, my mum put money on it for me, and oh. yeah, and it, um, um. yeah, it, it broke its leg during the race and was put down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was devastated because, yeah, Dulcify was a brilliant horse. Yeah. Mm. And Collingwood was the team who Carlton defeated in the VFL grand final. Yeah. It's 82 points to 77. It was a close match. Yeah. And question three, uh, Gilamo Vilas. He was the Argentine tennis player who won the Australian Open. So the Australian Open was pretty much a Mickey Mouse tournament back then, yeah. like, although it was more 
Well, it was the Mick, it was the uh, the poor cousin of all the Grand Slams. You um. know, like a lot of the top players wouldn't travel there, and so you know you had like you had players who uh, probably ranked in their tw- ranked twenty in the world winning mm. the tournament. Yeah. yeah. And question four. So it was Dennis Lilly. He was the Aussie cricket legend who threw his aluminium bat away in disgust in that test match in Perth. <laughs> what, and I'll never know till this day what made him decide to use an aluminium bat. <laughs> like, yeah, because I remember, like, he was hitting the ball and it'd barely get off the wicket. Yeah. yeah just go clunk. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so we're up to our Who Am I Now? This week's Who Am I? Okay, so this week we're going back to the world of squash. So, yeah, we spoke about a another squash legend earlier in the year, Heather Mackay. This is a, a male Aussie squash player who was an absolute legend. And squash is a very uh, underrated sport in this country. It doesn't get the recognition it deserves, oh. I, find, I feel. So I'm a retired Aussie squash player who, who is widely considered to be one of the greatest squash players in history. I was ranked world number one from 1975 to 1980. And according to Wikipedia, I won the World Open title four times and was the inaugural champion. I won an incredible 178 of the 215 tournaments I contested during my career and won an incredible eight British Open titles, my last being in 1981 against the great Shahanga Khan. In 1979, I won a thrilling five-set encounter against Pakistani Kamar Zaman in the British Open final at Wembley, London. I've been inducted into the World Squash Federation Hall of Fame and Sport Australia Hall of Fame. My name is... And we'll give the answer at the end of the episode. Where are they now? Okay, so this week we're going back to the world of rugby league. So we haven't had a uh, rugby league former champion since the great Brett Kenny earlier in the year. That was probably two months ago now. But uh, so this week we're going to talk about Stevie Turvey Mortimer. Yeah, so in the 1980s, Parramatta and Canterbury dominated. And, oh, man, I couldn't stand Canterbury. Uh, and I didn't like Steve Mortimer. Uh, I, I, I liked him state of origin time because he was, you know, he was on the blues and, I was, a, I was a New South Wales fan, you know, growing up in New South Wales. But, oh, boy, when he played for Canterbury, <laughs> he was my nemesis. Uh. <laughs> yep. But he was just a champion player. Yeah. Uh. And, uh, yeah, so Parramatta won four premierships in the 80s and so did Canterbury. Mm. So they were the two teams of the 80s. Uh. Yeah, so Steve Mortimer is a former Australian rugby league halfback who played for the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, New South Wales and Australia. Mortimer played a club record 272 first-grade 
games between 1976 and 1988 for the Bulldogs, and his two younger brothers, Peter and Chris, also played for the club and had distinguished careers. Yeah, Canterbury during this time were known as the family club with the Mortimer brothers and all three Hughes brothers in the first grade side. Yeah, so, yeah, Chris Mortimer, he played a lot of games for New South Wales and he was just as tough as they come. Yeah, Yeah, and Peter Mortimer, he he played on the wing. He scored a try for Canterbury, their only try in their 1985 grand final win. Um, But then you had the Hughes brothers, you know, Graham Hughes, Mark Hughes. Oh, who was the other one? Uh, yeah, Graham, Mark and Gary. Yeah. So half their team were made up of brothers. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and another reason they were known as the family club was because of their boss, Peter Moore. Like, he really yeah. looked after his players really well. Yeah. You know, just not just their football life, but their family life too. Yeah. So they're a very close club. Yeah. And Mortimer is also known by his nickname, Turvey, after Turvey Park in Wagga Wagga, the city he hailed from in New South Wales. Now, he was spotted by the bullfrog, Peter Moore, when playing for Riverina in the 1975 Amco Cup, where he was man of the match despite Riverina losing. So the MK Cup, that was a midweek competition they used to play. Yeah. The very first MK Cup, I don't remember it, but I've, I, know, well, I know the story well. Uh, it was held in 1974. So it was, um, you know, teams from the country all around New South Wales and Queensland, and they'd play, you know, the top Sydney teams. Yeah. And, yeah, the, um, Western Division... They were the first winners of it in 1974. They beat Penrith in the grand final. Uh, It was just a massive upset. uh, So they were players based from around Dubbo, Orange, Bathurst, you know. uh, Yeah, so Steve Mortimer, he's 18 years of age at the time and really impressed in this game against Canterbury. And Peter uh, Moore went up to him and I said, you know, I'm going to sign you right now. (laughs) You're going to play for us and you're going to play for us forever. No other team. Yeah. Yep. And that's what he did. He devoted his whole career to Canterbury. Yeah. Yeah, these were the days where loyalty was meant something, you know. Yeah. yeah. So Mortimer Captain Canterbury to premierships in 1984 and 1985 and was a member in the 19... Yeah, 1984-1985 and was a member of their 1980 and 1988 triumphs. He went on the... 82 Kangaroo Tour, the Invincibles, as they were known, because they went through undefeated. And he is most famously known as being the New South Wales captain in 1985 when the Blues won their first ever series against Queensland. Yeah, so Mortimer played 13 games for New South Wales and nine times for Australia. And Mortimer is credited as the player who finally brought passion into the Blues' origin jersey and led a new wave of New South Wales players that would be the core of the team for many years to come, including those such as Wayne Pearce, Brett Kenny, Michael O'Connor, Gary Jack, Roy Simmons, Steve Roach, Noel Cleal, Van Elias, and his brother, Chris Mortimer. And I just remember those scenes at the end of that game where he kissed the ground in delight and, you know, the players, 
um, picked him up and carried him, carried them on his shoulders, and uh, on uh. their shoulders, and yeah. See, because before then, see, New South Wales sort of they didn't treat state of origin as seriously as Queensland. Yeah. Well, Queensland players were, would prepare a few weeks out. New South Wales, they'd just get together a few days beforehand. Uh, you know, and um, yeah, that was it. So, yeah. yeah, he really brought that passion in, into the side. And this is a true story. Like, uh, the New South Wales team, when they used to play at Lang Park, you know, up here in Brisbane, you know, the Queensland supporters are just <laughs> just fanatics, you know. They're just, <laughs> just, just idiots, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they'd go past the Caxton Hotel, which was outside the ground. So... Yeah, when they don't do it anymore, but that's what they used to do for for many many years, uh, you know, in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, so they're going past the Caxton, and Steve Mortimer goes, "Stop the bus! Stop the bus!" <laughs> he tells the bus driver to stop. The bus, so the bus is getting shaked around and getting pounded, and all the pl- New South Wales players on the bus are getting abused by all these drunken Queensland supporters. Yeah. And Steve Mortimer goes, now, look at all of them out there. They hate us. The bus driver here, he hates us. <laughs> yeah. you know, and we've got to get out there tonight. We've got to show them something, you know. <clears throat> and, uh, and then he tells the bus driver, okay, let's go. Because <laughs> they're all scared, you know, because they were getting um, ambushed by all these Queensland uh, Drunken supporters, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, Steve Roach and Michael O'Connor, yeah, they played in that side. And Michael O'Connor, he had a brilliant game that first game. Mm-hmm. Got all their points, and yeah, they won in the wet. And uh, yeah, he was talking about it on the uh, the Fox Sports um, show. Yeah, and one thing he did say that in the second game. So New South Wales got out to a good lead. They were leading mm. like 12 nil. Uh, this was at Sydney, game two. And Queensland fought back and they were leading. And it was, you know, scores were sort of tied with only a couple of minutes to go. And uh, Wally Lewis, the king for Queensland, uh, has got the ball and he's going for a field goal. And they would have won the match, you know. And Steve, Steve Roach said they needed their two best players to, yeah. to come up with two great plays for them to win. Yeah. Steve Mortimer charged down Wally Lewis's field goal attempt and then not long after that, the great Brett Kenny scores a great try and they yeah. win their first origin. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, they won the match and they won the series. So yeah. it was great. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Yeah. But no, Mortimer was well known for his superb cover tackles and great leadership. And in 1985, I remember the grand final, it was Mortimer's captaincy and direction that helped guide Canterbury to victory against St George, seven points to six. And he captained the side to their narrow loss against arch rivals Parramatta, four points to two in 1986. Yeah. So, Mortimer was instrumental in Canterbury making the grand final in 1979 from fifth place in the final series. And in the preliminary final against Parramatta, 
Mortimer scored a brilliant individual try with Rex Mossop, our, our favourite commentator, <laughs> saying, look at him go, look at him go, look at him go. And look at Parramatta crash out of another final series. <laughs> that was a brilliant try. I'll put it on um, the our Facebook page. Uh, yeah, just a brilliant run from uh, the scrum base and, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they, they went into the grand final. Um, yeah, so Canterbury won that match. That's right. That, yeah, 20 points to 14. And according to Steve Haddon in the book, the finals, 100 years, at that stage it was their sixth grand final. Now, the young Bulldog side were known as the entertainers for their razzle-dazzle play under coach Ted Glossop. And they were the first side to make the grand final from fifth spot. However, could not win the grand final, losing to St George 17 points to 13. Yeah, so, you know, it was amazing because during that period, the late 70s, early 80s, they were known Mm. as the entertainers, you know, like the way they used to throw the ball around. Mm. But when uh, Warren Ryan started coaching them in 84, I think it was, yeah, yeah, they just became this ruthless defensive side. Yeah. And that's what won them premierships in 84 and 85, yeah. Mm. So Mortimer's final year at Canterbury was in 1988 under the coaching of a young Phil Gould. Mm. Unfortunately, a virus and a broken wrist, yeah, cut his appearances to just 14. And he came on as a replacement, yeah, in the grand final. I was there that day at the Sydney Football Stadium. It was the first grand final held at the football stadium. So he came on as a fresh replacement in their win against Balmain and was the last player to touch the ball in a dash from dummy half. So that was a fitting way for him to finish his career. So Mortimer's career had some controversy, though, such as his feud with Bulldogs coach Warren Ryan during the period 1984 to 1987, and he had quite a few suspensions, so he's the nicest bloke in the world off the field. Yeah. But, yeah, he got up to a bit of grub, a few grubby things on the field. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember there was a game against Parramatta where Parramatta beat them easily. This was in 1985, and he, I think he, he got um, suspended for eye gouging. Yeah. And the chairman of the judiciary at the time, Sydney lawyer Tim, uh, Jim Comans, he campaigned to stamp out violence in the game. And he, he told Mortimer that if he appeared before him again, and this is what he said according to Wikipedia, quote, rugby league will be just a memory for you. <coughs> yeah. So let's look at Steve, what Steve Mortimer's doing today. So he's now 65 years of age and he's married to his wife Karen and they have three children, sons Matthew and Andrew. And daughter Erin. In, in 2016, his son Matthew married his partner Jason Palmatier, an emergency room doctor from America. And Father Steve is very proud of his son and happy for him. Good on him. Yeah. And in 2002, during the Bulldogs' salary cap crisis, Mortimer returned to Canterbury to save the club from trouble. He led from the front with passion and dedication same dedication he displayed on the field. 
and passion. The Bulldogs became a force again, falling one game short of making the grand final in 2003. However, there was great drama at the club during a pre-season scandal in 2004. Mortimer stood down as Chief Executive Officer. However, Mortimer had put all the foundations in place and the players he helped recruit saw Canterbury under the coaching of Steve Folkes win their eighth premiership. Yeah, so that was brilliant. Yeah, he had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Mm. And after he retired, Mortimer set up a very successful shuffleboard business, which yeah. focused on a game used mostly by retirement homes. So have you ever heard of shuffleboard, Glenn? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it look like, looks like an interesting game. I'll put it on the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, yeah, just for our listeners, it's a bit like, oh, how would you say, like lawn bowls on a table yeah. pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And according to uh, talking, oh, just trying to think of the, yeah, the, uh, oh, talking with TK podcast it was that I heard it. Yeah. He uh, saw, first time he saw Shuffleboard was in 1985 and straight away he thought, oh, you know, what a great thing this would be for senior citizens. Yeah. So, yeah, in 1989, a year after he retired, he started a shuffleboard business. And he said, you know, it's great for people of all ages, you know, even school children and, uh, you know, kids with special needs and the elderly. Yeah. yeah. So, no, it looks like a really fun game. Mm. Mm. But it's, <laughs> it's a bit like... Um, Ice hockey, uh, what's that, what's it called, a hockey game on the table? Air hockey. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like an air hockey puck, but uh-huh. it's a bit like lawn bowls, you know, you've got to get it down to the end, there's numbers down the end of the table, uh-huh. and yeah, it's all about where you land. Uh-huh. Yeah, looks really fun. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so he, uh, just try and think. Yeah, so he was involved in the media and was a member of Channel 7 Sports World program in the early 1990s and Fox Sports NRL coverage. And he's also been on Sky News as a rugby league expert. And he received the Australian Sports Medal in the year 2000. However, in June this year, Mortimer revealed on Sky News that he has dementia and says the condition is due to repeated head knocks throughout his career. He strongly supports the, the NRL's crackdown on high tackles and said he was diagnosed with the neurodegenerative disease in March this year. And according to foxsports.com, uh, Mortimer said he met up with NRL boss Peter Philandes and encouraged him to continue his strong stance on high tackles. Mortimer said that when he was playing, it was okay, quote, yeah, you said it was okay back then, but he yeah. said, quote, playing grand finals or state of origins or playing for your country, it's great. You don't think about it. But now we're sitting down having a talk about it. It gives you a chance to have a real good think about yeah. where my brain is going. Yeah. So just before I came over to your place today, Glenn, <laughs> guess yeah. what they had on TV? Yeah. Highlights of the 1986 Grand Final, yeah. Parramatta's last ever premiership <laughs> win. Yeah. And, oh, boy. <laughs> like, 
head-eye tackles, which were just, just happening all the time then. And the number of times Ray Price was got taken out. and Yeah. But, um, oh, jeez. <laughs> the things they got away with then, they certainly wouldn't get away with now. Uh, but he, he was a brilliant cover defender, yeah. Steve Mortimer. And he had a brilliant chip and chase game. Mm. Yeah. So he'd, he'd kick the ball over the defenders' heads and yeah. run after it and often score great tries from it. And, uh, mm. Yeah, but what's happening in the NFL and America now and even here, like some of their uh, rugby league players and gridiron players, they're donating their brains after they die to science, yeah, yeah. you know, for research into dementia. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the story of Steve Mortimer. Mm. Mm. Okay, so let's look at the year 1979 in review now. So look at some news events from the year. So it was the Sino-Vietnamese War or Third Indo-China War or the Cambodian-Vietnamese War. Yeah, that took place. So Phnom Penh, it uh, fell to the to the advancing Vietnamese troops, driving out Pol Pot and the Khmer, Khmer Rouge. Yeah. So I remember, I can vaguely remember that. Yeah. There was a movie I saw on Netflix, might have been last year. Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh, it was a, I forget what it was called, but, yeah. oh, boy. Yeah, geez, that was just a. Terrible time, you know, what the people there had to go through and just a very evil man, that Pol Pot, very evil dictator. And we had the Iranian Revolution, yeah, so it established an Islamic theocracy under the leadership of Ayatollah Ruhollah, I'll see if I can pronounce this right, Ruhollah Khomeini, Mm. So according to eventshistory.com, Iran became an Islamic republic. Um, so they had like a referendum, yeah, Islamic re- republic referendum. Yeah. So I guess that would have been rigged. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah, so this yeah. happened in March 1979? No, no. Yeah. No, no. So with the uh, Ayatollah, yeah. so he was living in France, right? Yeah. But he was still had all this power over what was happening in Iran. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he was pretty much calling the shots from there. Yeah. Yeah, so March 1979, named by a 99% vote, yeah, they officially overthrew the Muhammad Reza Payavi, or he was called the Shah. <laughs> Let's just call him mm. the Shah for short. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, later in the year, there was the Iran hostage crisis where 52 US diplomats and citizens were held hostage. Now, in response to the hostage situation in Tehran, US President Jimmy Carter ordered a halt to all petroleum imports into the United States from Iran and freezed all Iran assets held in the United States. So Iran back then... um, you know, before the Shah was overthrown, it was yeah. a much different country then compared to what it is now. Yeah. You know, where um, back then they were very West, Westernised, influenced by America. Oh, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people didn't like that. You know, they didn't like what was being shown in cinemas and yeah. 
Yeah. So, mm. uh, you know, the way it is there today, it's very, uh, very strict, you know, especially for women there. Mm. They don't have many rights. So. No. Yeah. And Phillips dem- demonstrated the compact disc publicly for the first time. Uh-huh. Sony later introduced the Walkman. Mm. And Ugandan dictator Idi Amin was deposed of. Yeah, that was that movie. Um, oh, oh, Forrest Whitaker was, was in it. It was about 10 years ago. Um, oh, what was it called? The Last King of Scotland or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a really good movie, but it was based on Idi Amin and his dictatorship there in Uganda. And Margaret Thatcher, the Iron Lady, became the mm. first female Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. And we had the White Knight riots in San Francisco following the manslaughter conviction of Dan White for the assassinations of George Moscone and Harvey Milk. Yeah, so have you seen that movie Milk? Uh, no. Yeah, it's uh, got Sean Penn in it. I think he got an Academy Award for Best Actor. Yeah. But yeah, he was um, he was gay. Yeah, but mm. he he was he did he was doing a really good job, you know, managing San Francisco and yeah, it was a really good movie. Uh, you're all based on a true story. Um. And we had the ghost train fire at Luna Park in Sydney, which killed seven. That was very sad, terribly sad. Yeah. And yeah, there's so many questions from that that still haven't been answered today yeah, yeah so basically the uh did you ever go to Luna park back yeah. in those days yeah yeah oh like it was the the best place in sydney yeah. just about you know today it's like yeah it's well like when i was there i was staying there in april you know just just up the hill from Luna park there at yeah. north sydney and uh, they were doing all this renovation there, putting in new rides and, yeah, yeah and, you know, it's been closed down on and off over the years, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, to the ticket pass. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but back in mm. those days, it was pretty much the only theme park yeah, in Sydney. Yeah. And the Ghost Train yeah. was like the big ride. It was really popular. Yeah. So it was like 200 metres or so of track. Yeah. And the ride would... You know, take two and a half minutes or so. Yeah. And, yeah, there was a group of, like, five boys from around Waverley in the eastern suburbs. And, you know, it was on a really cold winter's night. It was on a Saturday night. And for the first time ever, you know, there were five really close mates. Yeah. And they loved their rugby union. And they, uh, you know, their parents all let them go out on their own to Luna Park, you know, as a treat. And, yeah, so it was getting towards the end of the night and the place was about to close and they decided to go on the the ghost train one last time. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, see the carriages only two at a time are allowed in. Yeah. So two of the boys go in, you know, and the next two boys go in. Yeah. And one of the boys, he was in the third carriage yeah. and he wanted to go in there. You know, yeah. and he's yelling out, and then he got grabbed by one of the attendants there. Yeah. Because um, once you got in there, you couldn't get out. 
because the doors are really heavy. Yeah. Right? So, um, yeah, and what had happened, like, before they went in, a few minutes before they went in, there were all these other people had gone on the ride, and inside the ghost train they had, like, a uh, like a fireplace, you know, the, like a fake fireplace. Yeah. But these people, you know, when they went past it this time, they thought, that looks different, you know, that was that's looking like a real fireplace. Yeah. Yeah, and when they came out, they're telling this attendant, one of the attendants there, oh, you need to stop the train, you know, the, there's a fire going on in there. Yeah. And he thought, oh, you know, bloody kids, shut up, you know, you know, go away. Yeah. So he kept letting um, the riders go in yeah. and he let these kids in. Yeah. And you imagine this one boy, you know, and he's had to live with it for over 40 years, yeah. seeing, you know, knowing that, his mates died in there that night. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a, a documentary on it on ABC earlier this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he was talking about it and, yeah, just, um, you know, the struggles he's had over the year. And yeah. even the people who were there that, that night who, you know, they they knew that there was a fire going on um, and they just felt that they should have done more to try and prevent it. Yeah. But one of the attendants, he was a real hero. He actually went in there and saved some of the some of the, the riders from going in. Yeah. But he, he couldn't save those kids. Yeah. Yeah. He just had no way of getting to them because it, yeah. it just went up in flames so quickly. Yeah. Um, and there was a young family from uh, Warren. It's a town out in country New South Wales. Yeah. And it was their first ever trip to Sydney. They'd never seen the beach before, nothing. Yeah. And they were about, I think they were going home, you know, it might have been the next day. And, yeah, mum had gone to go and get an ice cream. You know, they, they were going to, they wanted to go, the father and the kids, you know, they wanted to go on the ghost train one more time before they left. And yeah. yeah, she's gone, got ice creams. And when she's come back, yeah, yep, gone. She's yeah. lost her husband and kids. Yeah. So, but there's been so much corruption. Like, yeah. you know, the very next day, the, uh, the, I think he was the state police commissioner at the time, straight away he said it was an accident. Oh, it was an electrical fault. Yeah. You know? They hadn't even done an investigation into it yet. Uh. They hadn't even cleaned up the premises. Yeah. Yeah. And do you remember a guy called Al Grasby? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was his name. Yeah, they reckon he was behind it all. So he organised these bikies to go in there and deliberately set the place on fire. Because he wanted – because that land there was just primal land. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's right next to the Harbour Bridge. Yeah. Like – and he wanted that land. He wanted Luna Park closed down. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they reckon – yeah, all these years later, and they've thought about that. They've, yeah, for years and years, they reckon he was behind the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. but it closed down for years, didn't it? And then it opened again. The, the, yeah, because mm. I remember one time that it been closed down. Excuse <coughs> me, and then within that time, they built this brand new big. High-rise apartment block behind it. That's right, yeah. And then when the park reopened, people in the 
apartments, putting the court to close it down. Yeah. Because <laughs> <noise> com- <laughs> of the noise complaints. Poor little dears. And, and, and they live in Sydney, yeah. in the harbour. Like, oh, gosh. Get over yourselves. Yeah, like, but surely the train line would make heaps more noise. Yeah. And, yeah. Because so you got the train going over the harbour bridge yeah. there, you know, and going into North Sydney. Um, I was talking to someone today, not today, Mm. this week, and the topic of the Harbour Bridge came up. Yep. Apparently it was only designed to last for 100 years. Yeah, I think we were talking about last week. Was it last week or the week before? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was just saying, I wonder what would happen when the 100 years have exploded out and falls (laughs) apart into the... well, it makes me feel old because I remember in 1982 when they had the 50-year celebration. Yeah. Yeah. And that just seems like, you know, last week. Yeah. 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 Oh, we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? <laughs> yeah, another 10 years from now. Yeah. Mm. So, moving on, the Provisional Irish Republic Army, uh, uh, one of their bombs killed British retired Admiral Louis Mountbatten and three others while they are boating on holiday in uh, Sligo. It was, it was in the Republic of Ireland. Yeah, so I actually remember that day because we were holidaying. You, know, you, you probably know this place, uh, living in Port Macquarie. Have you heard of a place called Halliday's Point? Yeah. 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 We used to go on holidays there. Yeah. And I can't remember, like, might have been with my sisters or my dad, and we walk, we'd gone walking or something, or come back from the beach. I can't remember. Yeah. This house we were staying at, um, yeah, when we approached the house, mum comes out and, oh, Louis Mountbatten's been assassinated. And I'm going, hey, the bloody hell's that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he was um, related to the royal family, family. It was Prince Philip's. One of his uncles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but from what I gather, he wasn't a very nice man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's got a very – he had a very checkered past, put it this way. Yeah. Put it that way, yeah. Yeah, so we had the eradication of uh, the smallpox virus. virus. Yeah, it was certified, making smallpox the first – and to date, the only human disease driven to extinction. And the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan, thus becoming the Soviet Union war in Afghanistan. And US President Carter provided secret aid to the opponents of the pro-Soviet regime. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's given money to the Taliban, so... <laughs> <laughs> what goes around comes around, doesn't it? That's right. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, so they—I guess—they basically started some of this, some of the yeah. the issues that have gone on over yeah. the years. Yeah, yeah. not knowing what was going to happen later on, I guess. Yeah. Mm. So let's look at film now. So we had the movie movie Kramer versus Kramer, and the Deer Hunter. Did you ever see that that movie, Glenn? No. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's got a range of uh, famous actors in there. Yeah. And just the scene of the uh, the Russian roulette scene. Yeah. Oh, my life. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, no, brilliant movie. And the, uh, the theme, 
Oh, the musical theme song. Yeah. Uh. Brilliant. Rocky 2, Every Which Way But Loose, yeah. Clint Eastwood, yeah. An Escape from Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah I went to Alcatraz when I went to San Francisco. Uh, yeah. Yeah, did you know it's impossible to escape from Alcatraz, yeah. that island? Yeah, because of the currents. Yeah. yeah. Many people have tried to escape over the years there. Well, it's closed down now. Yeah. You know, it's just a tourist, tourism place now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they never made it the shore, as far as I know. Yeah. Mm. yeah, what else do we have? Oh, Salem's Lot. Yeah, with David Soul. That was a vampire movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was scared to death of that movie. <laughs> and the Amityville Horror. Yeah. Yep. And the China Syndrome. I never saw the original Amityville Horror. I saw the... One that came out years later with Melissa George. Remember yeah. her from Home and Away? Yeah. The China Syndrome. I remember this movie because I fell asleep the whole way. We <laughs> 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 it was, it was, um, were on holidays at uh, Coolangatta. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And mum took uh, myself and a few of my sisters to the cinema. <laughs> I don't know what made it... Think you know, China Syndrome would be a good movie. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as I bloody sat down, I slept, and I wake up in the car going home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the Champ. That was a great sports movie. Yeah, it was a boxing movie. Mm. Yep. Yeah, it had um, what's his name, Angelina Jolie's dad. Oh, he was the main character. Yeah. yeah, just try and think what his name is now. Oh, it's left me. Um, and 10. Yeah, with Bo Derek. Yeah, with Bo Derek. And um, Dudley Moore. Mate, I've got to find out who it is now. What? I can't. I've got to find out who that actor is. Yeah. I'm going to Google it. Google it. Yeah. Google, Google away. The Champ. 1979 <laughs> film. John Voight, that's right, John Voight, yeah. What was it about? Oh, it was about a, a boxer, you oh, know, okay. yeah. yeah, and I was years ago I saw it, you know, and just his relationship with his son and, yeah, and he dies at the end on the, um, in the ring mm. and his son, you know, is telling him to wake up, wake up, champ, wake up, because his dad, his son would call him champ, yeah. and, yeah, dad never woke up. Yeah, just that tra- yeah, really sad ending. Uh. So in TV, we had Good Times, Happy Days, The Dukes of Hazard, Mork and Mindy, The Waltons, <laughs> Good Night, John Boy, <laughs> The Love Boat, Charlie's Angels. Yeah, they were the ri- original ones. Uh. It was that Cheryl Ladd, Farrah Fawcett, and I forget the other one. Yeah, The Young Doctors. And young talent time. Uh, <laughs> Close your uh, eyes and I'll miss you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which Tina Arena came from? That's right. Yeah. Her real name is Pepina. Oh, is it? Not Tina. Yeah, a lot of famous uh, singers came from there, didn't they? I think Kylie Minogue did too, didn't she? Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
What was his name? Johnny Young, was it? Yeah. Yeah. John Young yeah, the, the host of it. Yeah. And you must remember this one. Simon Townsend's Wonder World every afternoon after school. Yeah. Welcome to the Wonder World with his bloodhound dog. <laughs> and this is your life uh. with Roger Clemson. Yeah. yeah. If you ever get a chance, have a look at um, the American series of This Is Your Life when they had Muhammad Ali on. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, when, what's his name? Uh, oh, Joe Fraser comes out. They had a real good doco on on Sunday night mm. about um, Muhammad Ali and his battles with Joe Fraser and uh. yeah, and you know you think Joe Fraser would be the last person who would come on Muhammad Ali's "This Is Your Life" because <laughs> <laughs> I would just massive enemies, you yeah. know. Yeah, no, they just put it all behind them and. And the Sullivans, yeah, that was like <laughs> seven o'clock every night, I'm wasn't giving, it? I'm giving that show a slap. Yeah, you I, didn't like it? Nah. You didn't yeah. like Kitty? Uh, it was just so depressing. She got a bit strange, Kitty, oh, in she went, later years. She yeah, went right real off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, she's had more plastic surgery than <laughs> I've got plastic in this place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what else did we have? Um, oh, the restless years. Yeah. And oh, you, this is a big – you'll like this one, the Paul Hogan show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Brilliant show. Yeah, yeah just looking at this on Google, I don't know if these shows came out in 1979, but the, mm. but the Uncle – the Auntie Jack show. Oh, yep. Yeah. And – Blankety blanks. Blankety blanks. I that's ab- right. I love that. Graham show. Kennedy. Yeah. yeah. That, that was, I, I watched every episode. And what I, was that show about? Like, I remember it being on TV, but I just can't remember what it was about. Well, uh, well it was six. There was a contestant. And yeah. Then, and then there was six. Um, They'd have all these well-known personalities yeah. on there, wouldn't they? Yeah. Uh, and there'd be a phrase like, I went to the doctor yeah. and he told me I had blank. So then so then the celebrities had yeah. to, to write down what it might have been. Oh, okay. And, and then they would ask a contestant what, what it would be. <laughs> and, um, and then for, for every match you got, you got they, they, yeah. they got a point. Yeah. But this great Kennedy, Kennedy was such a character. Just, just as, as he picks up the card and, and pre-reads it, he just, yeah. he just crack up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because w- w- words are becoming in your, yeah. your head and stuff like that. So, yeah. and that completely different game show than what's around now. Yeah. And they had uh, ugly Dave Gray on there yeah, a lot. And, um, she passed away earlier this year. What was her name? Oh, she had the annoying voice. Um, oh, Jackie. Jackie, what was her name? Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll think of it. Yeah, but um, 
No, they had the main ones on there. It was like, um, oh, you know, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Rick Smosser posted that for a while. Yeah. He was the Beast, and Stan Zamani hosted it for a while. And yeah. Yeah. Ugly Dave Gray, John English was on there, Nolan Brown. Yep. Ray, Carol Ray, Stuart Wagstaff. Yep. Kate Fitzpatrick, Noel. Oh, Kate Fitzpatrick was on it. Yeah, and yeah. Noel Ferrer. Mm-hmm. Dawn Lake, Mark Holden, John Paul Young. Yeah, I've seen him a few times. Yeah. Peggy Tupperware, Bobby Lynn, Peter Tupperware. Mm. Yeah. Um, Jackie Weaver, was it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tom. So the original Charlie's Angels cast... Yeah, so there was Cheryl Ladd. I remember I had a crush on her when I was a kid. Kate Jackson and Jacqueline Smith. Yeah. Yeah, Jackie, 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 Jackie. I'll think of it. Yeah. Jackie. Yeah, we'll find that for another day. (laughs) We'll have to come back. That can be a quiz question. I think we also had... Oh, the, 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 talk about Graham, the Graham Kennedy show, but that was in yeah. 1972. Mm. So let's go to the music now. Oh, boy, what a year it was. We had Michael Jackson's Off the Wall album with mm-hmm. songs such as, such as Rock With You, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, yeah, and My Sharona by The Knack. That was a one-hit wonder, wasn't it? And, oh, ELO, I love them. Don't bring me down. Do, 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 do. (laughs) (laughs) And No More Tears by Donna Summer. Bad Case of Loving You by Robert Palmer. Lonesome Loser by The Little River Band. And I Was Made for Loving You by Kiss. I remember the Kiss cards. They were really big back then. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, used to buy them at the shops and with the, the chewing gum and... Yeah, uh, lay your love on me by Racy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Man. Another song by Racy at nineteen seventy-nine. Some girls, some mm-hmm. girls do. <laughs> some girls. That's right. Rod Stewart, and do you think I'm sexy? Hey. Don't you think <laughs> I'm sexy? Is it do or don't? I can't remember. Uh, do ya? Do, Do ya? ya? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was actually, a lot of women find him sexy because uh, he's had a lot of gorgeous blondes uh, over the years, hasn't he? I was, <laughs> Lucky bugger. I was up with Matt McTrainer and I said, oh, Sammy sent me a text saying, yeah, I was really sexy. Yeah. He said, you don't need a bigger ego than what you've already got. My Sharona. Yep. Um, knock on wood. Left Freak by Sheik. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Niles Rogers. He's, he's still producing albums today. He's, he's produced yeah. in excess of 500 million yeah. albums p- for people. I, yeah, not familiar with, with him. Yeah, no, he's, I follow him on Facebook. Uh, yeah. 
My six computer games. That's right. Compute, 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 computer games. A, 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 a great, um, great Aussie band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Susie Quattro and Chris Norman. That's right. Dumbling in. Yeah. Donna Summer, hot stuff. The first ever record I got. It might have been 1979, uh, Susie Quattro, uh, the race is on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I played at the death. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah um, the Boomtown Rats. Yeah, don't like Monday. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, you um, like that song? No, nah, I don't. You didn't? No. Nah, um, a slap. Yeah, a slap, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because it even came back yeah. a few years ago and they started to play it more often on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. But he won, won, won the, come on, Ozzy, come on, the Mojo Singers. That's right. Mm. Yeah. What about YMCA yeah. and in the, the Navy by the, the village people? Yeah. Yeah. Baby, it's you that promises. That's right. Yeah. Oh, just going back to Paul Hogan and the Harbour Bridge. He he painted the Harbour Bridge, didn't he? He was, he was a, a painter there. He was a rigger. Yeah. Oh, was he? So he he went he went up and he went up and rigged for for where the painters would would go. Right. Yeah. But have you have you heard of him talk? About his time on the Harbour Bridge and the no. <laughs> and the stories. <laughs> oh, you gotta get it. You gotta look it up on YouTube. Yeah, it's just absolutely. <laughs> there wouldn't have been much OHS, I guess. No, no, yeah. but sort of. There, there, there was one part <laughs> that, uh, that they had the one. I think one of the painters um, had, had an accident. Yeah. So they had to put. So they had to get up there and put him in the. Uh, <laughs> they had to put, put him in one of those stretches with the little cage. Yeah. And lift him down and do all that, and of course, down the the, the train deck. And they had to go through. <laughs> they had to go go through trap doors and yeah. then pass him down. <laughs> Through trap doors, and he got passed down through the trap door that went onto the train track. Yeah. And the guys there lying in the cage, looking at this train coming towards you. Oh shit! And they, yeah, they just happened to pull him out out of the way in the time. Just in time. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. No, no, but you need you need to watch the tell yeah. the stories of of what he was. Um, That'd be interesting. Yeah. Mm. But, 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 yeah, the fact that he went on New Faces. Mm. Not, not, not That's where he was spotted, wasn't he? he yeah, but yeah, he, first he, night. he went there not to win. Mm. He just wanted to go there to tell the judges off. Yeah, is that yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah? <laughs> and, and then someone contacted him the next day asking mm. if he was... If he'd be interviewed, if he's interested in doing a a segment at the end of a, a show each week, yeah, 
Um, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, telling what's happened that week, telling them. Uh, so New Faces was a separate show to Hey yeah. Hey, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah well, mm. New Faces with, but News and New recently passed away. That's right. Yeah. And then Red Faces was just a takeoff for Hey It Saturday. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. And Goodbye Stranger by Supertramp. Mm. And Is She Really Going Out With Him by Joe Jackson. Uh, That's one of my theme songs. (laughs) (laughs) Paul the Lonesome Loser (laughs) in his love life. X, I found a song called Samantha. Oh, okay. A couple of days ago. Who sings that? David London. I've heard of him. It came out in 19, 1980, 1980. Yeah. Yeah. There's been some great songs over the years yeah. named after, you know, names. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle Marbell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's look at some sporting events now. From the year 1979, so Aussie golfer David Graham won the US PGA title. An American Fuzzy Zeller, he won the US Masters. And Hale Irwin, he won the US Open. And the great Spaniard, Seve Ballesteros, he won the British Open. Yeah, Seve Ballesteros, sadly he's no longer with us. He passed away Oh, about... It's probably about five years ago, might be a bit more, but he was oh. just brilliant at, you know, um, getting out of trouble, you know. Say if he had to play a, a tricky shot, yeah, and that's what won him a lot of majors. <clears throat> and Aussie Jack Newton won the Australian Open at the Metropolitan Course in Melbourne in a thrilling final round, edging out a young Greg Norman. We've often spoken about Jack Newton, haven't we? Yeah. In earlier episodes, you know, how courageous he is and yeah. after what happened to him. Yeah. And in tennis, 16-year-old American Tracy Austin won the ladies' US Open title. And Beyond Borg and Martina Navratilova won the Wimbledon titles. And Barbara Jordan, have you ever heard of her, Glenn? Yeah. <laughs> She won the ladies' Australian Open title. So this is what the Aussie Open was like then, a lot different to today. You wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. They never made it to the press. That's right. Well, you had players like Mark Edmondson winning the Australian Open, you know, and he was mainly a doubles player. Yeah. And, yeah, so, yeah, it was a time when many players would not play the Australian Open, you know, because of distance and just the time of year they had it. and Yeah, and I guess, you know, the amount of money on offer. Mm. Um, Aussie Phil Dent, he won the New South Wales Open at White City. And Aussie tennis legend Ken Muscles Rosewell finally announced his retirement at 45 years of age. So I wonder if Roger Federer, he'll be the same. He'll get to 45 and retire. Yeah. It's about 40 now. Yeah. In ice hockey, Canadian Wayne Gretzky, nicknamed according to topendsports.com, the great one, began his record goal-scoring spree. And he's regarded as the greatest ice hockey player ever. Yeah. And in May this year, according to Des... Uh, but uh, Bel Air, I think that's how you say it. Yeah, Bel Air. 
in the WashingtonPost.com, a 1979 Gretzky rookie card sold at auction for, get ready for it, so this is back in 1979. <laughs> yeah. I know it happened recently, yeah, but it's still a lot of money. 3.75 million American dollars. Yeah. Bless my soul. Mm. The highest price ever for a single hockey card. Wow. <laughs> you wouldn't want to lose that. A piece, a piece <laughs> of cardboard with printing on it. Gosh. Yeah. And in rugby, after 45 long years, Australia finally defeated New Zealand All Blacks on home soil and won the Bledisloe Cup. It was the first time since 1949, and according to the book, Australian Sport Through Time, Wallabies coach Dave Breckoff broke down and cried after they won the match at the Sydney Cricket Ground, 12 points to six. And in swimming... Former Where Are They Now guest, Tracy Wickham. Yeah, broke her 1,500 metres freestyle world record by six seconds at the Australian Championships. Yeah. And in cricket, the two-year war between Kerry Packer's World Series cricket and the Australian Cricket Board came to an end with Packer the winner. Packer was awarded television and merchandising rights for the next 10 years. And Australia played a three-test series against the West Indies, losing 2-0, and a three-test series against England with the Ashes not on the line, which Australia won 3-0. I remember going to, I think it was the second test. It was the first time I'd ever been to a live cricket match. Yeah, Australia and England at the SCG. Yeah. Mm. And there was also a triangular one-day tournament. Yeah, the World Series Cup featuring all three teams, which the Great West Indies side won. And in Rugby League, Australia handed Great Britain its worst defeat in more than 70 years, winning all three tests. Frank Stanton's Kangaroos set the tone for the series with a 35-0 thrashing of the Lions in the opening test under lights at Lang Park in Brisbane. I actually remember that match. Um. Yeah, the... The Black Flash, they called him, Larry Corowa. Yeah, he was a brilliant winger um, for Balmain. Yeah, just these runaway tries he was scoring. Yeah. So, what happened in motorsport in 1979, Glenn? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Holden Commodore. Commodore's made it quick. Clean sweep of the two week around Australia. I've gone tongue tied. Reliability trial. Mm-hmm. The event was a triumph for Peter Brock, who added to his growing list of achievements and took out the $15,000 prize. Now, $15,000 in 1970. That was a lot of bucks. So that this mm. was a two-week race. That's what you'd buy a house for. Yeah, but like the, the cricketers would play for six months mm. and not get that. Nah. Nowhere near that. Nah. Yeah. No, we've spoken earlier episodes about, you know, what Michael Holding would earn and yeah. um, Ian Chappell and Dennis Lilly. Yeah. And, you know, it was like $200 a test match, wasn't it? Yeah. Just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. According to the 
book, The Shane Spot Food Home, there were 92 teams that finished the 18,500-kilometre event in Melbourne. Peter Brock and Jim Richards won their second consecutive Bathurst 1,000 starting from pole position. So, yeah, mm. that would have been whether they led all the way or there was... Yeah, but for many years, they were a great mm. t- team drivers. That's a great effort because that race goes for a long time, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, what, at least six to eight hours? Yeah, mm. it seems to be getting quicker each year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, the, in Formula One Drivers' Championship was won by South African Jody. It's Shek there. Shek driving mm. for Ferrari and Al, uh, uh, and Ozzy Alan Jones finished third driving the Williams. Mm. Now, the, um, had, yeah, it was only yesterday because Sydney's um, trying to bid for the, the Formula One. Take it from Melbourne. Mm. Adelaide's now back in the race. Oh, really? They're trying to get it back. Okay. But apparently um, other countries around the world are are, are offering, like countries that already have it, they're renewing the contract for 10, 12 years. Yep. With with Formula One. Mm. So apparently Formula One's looking at that as a – their decision that if it goes to Sydney or back to Adelaide, mm. they want to know that it's going to be a fixture for yeah. 10, 12 years. Mm. Yeah, not, you know, not, not go for, a, for um, stability. So why did it leave Adelaide, do you think? Was it just money? You know? yeah, 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 well, well um, Melbourne, uh, yeah, it came up. Came up with a high bid, mm. yeah. And yeah. Mo- but I still think that the um the 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 track that they've selected for Sydney would be spectacular. Yeah, you J- just to watch on TV. Mm. That's near the harbour there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, uh, the harbour. Yeah, because Adelaide and Melbourne, mm. it's even though Sydney's still the street circuit, Adelaide and Melbourne are in Around big buildings, yeah. But at least when you get that part of the track in Sydney, that goes through the rocks area, mm. you get to see some yeah great sights. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I, well, because for years and years, yeah, they said Melbourne won so many awards for. Being the best place to live in Australia, and that's right. Yeah, and, and now, also, well, it's the sports capital of Australia, yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah. But whether that's going to change in the future, mm. yeah. Okay, what I'm up to? Yeah, American Kenny Roberts riding a Yamaha won the 500cc motor. <coughs> Excuse me, motor, world motor championship. 
Ricky Mees won the Indy uh, Indy 500, winning the first of four Indy races, 500 races. Okay, mm. okay now for the time to reveal this week's. Who am I? And the answer to who am I this week is Jeff Hunt. Jeff Hunt. Yeah, so this is our final episode of the year. So Glenn and I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a brilliant 2022. And I've got a little surprise in my sack over there. Okay, but before we go any further, what's your predictions for next year? My predictions. Both Good question. In, both in sport and in, in your personal life. Not that personal. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to go that deep, but just what do you think is going to happen? What, in sport? Okay, let's Well, I'll sport. give you a tip. I reckon COVID will still be around. Yeah, well, that's this time still, next year. That's still going to be around. For, yeah. Yeah. But, but just try and stay positive. Yeah. What do you think good's going to happen in sport next year? Oh, boy. So, um, well, what I would like, I'd like the Socceroos to qualify for the World Cup. Yeah. Yep. I'd like Parramatta to win the grand final. <laughs> yep. Uh, I want the Aussies to win the Ashes. Um, I'm a bit nervous with that final Tesco on the Hobart though It's great that it's gone the Hobart But yeah. oh, they're going to play a day-night test yeah. So that could make things interesting yeah. um, ooh, I would like to see the Wallabies win the Bledisloe Cup yeah. <laughs> yeah, That'd be an absolute miracle yeah. uh, Ooh. Sydney Swans win the AFL, but yeah. yeah, no, I think Melbourne Demons will be hard to beat. I think they might go back to back. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, Penrith will be hard to beat in the NRL. Yeah, yep, yeah, and the Roosters maybe, depending on injuries. Yeah, yeah, depending on injuries there, but I think Penrith are going to be the team to beat definitely. Yeah, and. Hopefully New South Wales win the origin. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd love to see an Aussie win a golf major again. Yeah. And Ash Barty to win Wimbledon again. Yeah. Not just one Grand Slam, but maybe win two. Yeah. Oh, imagine if she won the Aussie Open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, And what for yourself? For myself? Yeah. Oh boy, I like get scared to... by goals and all that sort of stuff. No, no, but just, just, just go with the flow. Just, <laughs> what would you like to see happen? What would I like? Just to be healthy, happy, and wise. <sighs> yep. Yeah. And no, I love to... doing the podcast. So you like to do keep doing that. Do a trip to Thailand. Yeah, I would, but whether that's going to happen. Might have to wait another year or so for that. Well, my son's getting ready to go next year. Yeah? February and March. Okay. So uh, he was down here and... Because oh, um, they, they, they need to see the original copy of my... 
birth certificate. I've just been running off a photocopy because I accidentally gave my original away. So oh, did I you? had to go through and order another original, and that yeah. was a right real pain in the ass. So, <laughs> so for the New, New South Wales government, that's a slap for, yep. for not keeping up with technology because not only did you have to enter your details of identification but then you hey. had to upload it hey. to the to the site and going really surely <laughs> you can just put details in those search the license the medicare or things like that yeah and hopefully uh we won't be as affected by government bureaucracy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. no but i want to be like you glenn i want to get more into meditation and yeah 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 do that sort of stuff. Yeah. Find time to do things I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Like what we do every Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And I've got a gift here for oh, you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I've just given Glenn a gift, yeah. a Christmas gift thank for the you. year. Yeah. Thank you. To express my thanks. Yeah. Well, I'll open that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want to open it up now. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what else? Yeah, that's about it, really. I, yeah. yeah. Well, it's not an Olympic year, so it's a World Cup year. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd just love to see the Socceroos make the World Cup. Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, they might get walloped in there, but just to see them make it, I'd be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's having a look at the card. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Our first, yeah. I'll have to show, I'll have to show Sammy that. Yeah. It's sort of, yeah. And I'd love to have a lovely lady. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, as you know, anything can happen as, as it did with me. But if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Well, it was sort of... With me, it was, yeah, I, I, I wanted to be in another relationship. Yeah. And then I wasn't really out there looking for it. And it yeah. That's right. Basically turned up downstairs. Yeah. And then she moved up here and... Yeah. And that, so... Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, my, um, talking to my son a couple of days ago about going to... Thailand and what he wants to get up to. Uh, he's spending, he's spending um, two weeks all in Bangkok. Oh wow! Ah, uh, I ain't going to hide that. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. Was it Rocky Road? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to either hide that or take take and leave the rapper. And she likes a chocky, doesn't she? Oh yeah. Yeah. She's um. Mm. Yeah, so I've either got to eat it or hide it really well. Because <laughs> if, if, if she, if she, um, yeah, if she finds that, it, it will not last. Yeah, be gone before you can blink. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and, well, yeah, and what do we have here? No, I had a, had a great time doing the show this year and... Especially the where are they now? Yeah. Oh boy, I love the where are they now. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that was your idea to come up with that. Yeah. Yep. Well, well even, he's given me these, um, these men's what, what, treatment, body wash and stuff like that. And actually Sammy likes to use men's yeah? stuff. Well, there you yeah. go. You can both share it. Uh, yeah, well, it'll probably... Yeah. Just, It'll probably disappear in the hey. cupboard. <laughs> so, I'm gonna say thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Most welcome. Yeah. No, I enjoyed the. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you have a great Christmas and. Yeah. Yeah. yeah look forward to you, our you first show back yeah, you next year. You haven't asked me about my predictions. Your predictions. Okay. Well, you've already gone. Yeah. You, you've handled the sport. Yep. But maybe. Dum, dum, de dum. A wedding. Yeah. Let's see what happens. The way <laughs> things are going. Oh, that's yeah, good uh, news. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, Excellent. Uh, any other Any other ones? Uh, well, I hope that they keep the borders open so we can mm. travel more between. Yeah. Si- New South Wales and less red tape. That yeah. would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Government red tape. Yeah, I think I think um, I think I'm over having state borders because we're acting more like separate countries. Yeah, I think the prime minister should be stepping up a bit more mm. and taking control of the country because yeah. it's not individual states. Yeah, get rid of all the infighting. Yeah, eh? just just. Just do the thing and look after mm. people. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So next episode, oh, I think we're probably due for a special episode, are we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it'll be a surprise episode, will it? Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll just keep an eye on, on the Sports Shack Facebook page and yeah. see what it's going to Keep them be. in suspense. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I hope you all have a, um, a great Chrissy in the year and celebrate in the style that you've always done and, uh, and just spend time, good times together with your friends and family and don't, don't worry about too much. Of the, don't worry about the past or the future. Just it, it, enjoy enjoy. The now because that th- that's one thing exactly that I learned from because like, I got a test result and it came back positive mm. and uh, and and that just gave me that that just gave me more positive courage to mm. uh, just make make the most of every day yeah just make mm. make both the dream dreams of mine and Sammy's. Mm. Come together and work out because when it comes down to it, you really got to take care of each other. That's right. Yeah, and, and forgive what, what's happened in the past and just move forward. Exactly right. Yeah. Well said, Glenn. Yeah. So twenty twenty two. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> and yeah, so take care, everyone. Yeah. Merry Christmas yeah. and. Yeah, thanks for joining us for this episode and all the episodes throughout the year. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, I hope you've had a wonderful time like we have. And, 
And so it's a good boy from Paul. And it's a good boy from Glenn. Good boy. G'day, it's me again. Please check out the Sporting Shack on Facebook if you like this, for posts and other likes and shares. Have a great sporting week. Please check out Gold Studio Productions on Facebook. Until next time...